What's up, movie lovers? Welcome back to another episode of I Want to Talk About Movies. Uh, for the past week, I have been going around asking a few people what their favorite movies are, and I've gotten a pretty good response to it. Uh, some movies I already knew about, like really kind of basic, um, popular movies, but some I didn't know about or some I was actually kind of surprised about. Um, so for the ones I didn't know about or the ones I haven't heard of before, I'm going to try and see if I can get my hands on them. So I'd be able to, I'm going to be able to watch it and then talk about it on here. So hopefully I'll be able to do that. I'm kind of excited to do that. Um, this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the movie A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own is a movie about the first group of women who were able to play uh, Major League Baseball, which I think is awesome. It's a great movie. Um, it's a great premise. Um, and if you're a fan of baseball, too, it's definitely an awesome movie to watch. Um, so I'm going to be talking about some of the characters, some of the storyline, the history behind the movie, um, the, what they got right, what they got wrong, and so on and so forth. So I'm excited to talk about it, guys. So let's get into it. As usual, I am your host, Bran, and I want to talk about movies. A little bit of history before we uh, get into the movie. Um, back in 1941, the U.S. was uh, brought into World War II. Um, because of that, they opened up the draft. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, the draft is, sent, is essentially um, if you're of age and you're healthy enough, essentially, um, you're going to be asked to go to war. And back then, the age was 18 and up. So if you're at least 18 years old, you're able to go to war. Um, I say old enough and healthy enough because a lot of the people who ended up going to war were professional athletes. So people who played football, baseball, stuff like that. So back in 1943, um, baseball sales were kind of low. And so people who were managers of baseball teams at the time wanted to try and kind of find a way to make more money and try and um, bring more people into this into the stadiums to watch baseball um, they were also kind of uncertain because what would happen after the war was over you know would people still be interested in playing baseball would those who were professional baseball players still be able to play baseball so the, so the future of the sport was kind of uncertain at the time. So a bunch of them just decided to kind of get together and kind of think, okay, what can we do? How can we do this? Like, let's brainstorm. And somebody brought up the idea, hey, you know, how about we, how about we have girls play the game? And back then there were people, there were women who played baseball, but it wasn't professionally. So they thought, if we can make a professional league, then we could get people to come in and watch. And that's exactly what it was for. It was more of a gimmick rather than being kind of serious about it. Like they still got paid and all that jazz, but it was mainly just to get people into the seats. Uh, but with that, the uh, All-American Girls Professional Baseball League was created. The AAGBL. 
and you know they 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 were professional baseball players for for a good while. Um, for this, actually, over six hundred women came for for tryouts, and I believe about fifty or sixty of them were were chosen, and you know that's pretty good. I mean, it was a really good turnout, and yeah, they played the sport just as good. Um, there were quite a few differences with it. Um, uh, the women didn't wear like the traditional baseball uniform. They actually wore kind of a dress baseball uniform. And again, it was for the gimmick. It was for the the look of it. And yeah, with that, it basically allowed women to to play the play the sport, which is fantastic. Um, but again, it was also segregated as well. So. Um, People of color were not allowed to play the game. Um, whether it was men or women's baseball, um, people who are a different race could not play, which is unfortunate. But now the world has changed, ladies and gentlemen. We are much better for it, and everything is good now. <laughs> so let's get into it. So, A League of Their Own is actually a very fictionalized movie. It's one of those movies where there is a true, there is some true events going on around them, but the actual story is made up. Um, basically, think of like Titanic, where yes, the Titanic sunk. Yes, it was on it was on the ocean, and then eventually got hit by an iceberg. But the story between Jack and Rose may or may not have actually happened. Like, historically, it did not happen. But the events of the Titanic sinking did. This is kind of the same thing, where there was there was an idea to have women play baseball. There was a group of teams where they had a professional league for women to play baseball. But the actual story within the movie... The, movie, the story for the movie, I should say, um, is highly fictionalized. Um, again, that's just what Hollywood does. You know, they're trying to get, get people's attention. Uh, for this movie, it concentrates mainly on Gina Davis and Laurie Petty's character. Uh, Gina Davis plays Dottie Henson, and Laurie Petty plays Kit Keller. Um, there are two women who play baseball basically as a hobby. They play it for fun. Um, the thought of going pro has crossed their minds, or maybe for Kit, but not really for, for Dottie. But mainly they just kind of play it just to have fun. Um, Dottie is one of those people where if you have a sibling who's constantly better than you, <laughs> then you know this feeling, you know this feeling that, okay, this person is really good at this, I'm going to try and be better. But you can never really seem to get onto that level that that sibling is on. Essentially, that's who she is. Um, she's not mean or, or in your face about it, although her sister Kit kind of feels like she is. Honestly, I feel like Kit's kind of a whiner. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, that's kind of the relationship that they have. They have the big sister versus the little sister. And Dottie thinks of it as kind of a fun way, whereas 
Kit is more competitive with it. But one day, while they're playing, um, Dottie, like I said, she's really good at what she, whatever she does. She's really talented. And uh, one of the people who are actually scouting for this all-women baseball league saw her play. The guy was uh, John Lovitz. I love John Lovitz. I think he is hilarious. And <laughs> John Lovitz discovers her, and he wants her to play professional baseball. But she doesn't want to go. Like, she's just not really interested in it. Kit, on the other hand, is extremely interested in it. But he doesn't want her. Like, he saw her play. She's not super good. But it's because she's a pitcher. She's actually really good at pitching, but she didn't pitch that day. So, unfortunately, it's one of those things where if you play a sport and you don't play to your strengths and nobody sees you play at your strengths, then they're not going to really care what you're good at. So they convinced John Lovitz to take them both because Gina Davis won't go, but Kit really wants to go. So she goes because Kit wants to go. Or, sorry, Dottie wants to go. Dottie goes because Kit wants to go. And so they go and they, you know, they go for tryouts, and there they meet Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna, who are there, and they each get into a league of their own, and yeah, pretty much, pretty much the rest of the movie is just kind of how they kind of live their life on the road. Essentially, it's kind of like how how a normal baseball player would have lived their life back then. I'm not sure what the difference would be compared to now. Like, I'm not sure if maybe each player kind of travels on their own or if they all travel on a bus altogether. But essentially, that's what it is. That's basically what happens back. What happened back then, according to baseball. Um, all in all, this is actually a really good movie. I definitely enjoyed this movie. It's really good. Uh, Tom Hanks is in it. Tom Hanks... Um, plays their coach. His name is Jimmy Dugan. Uh, Jimmy Dugan is also a fictionalized character. Um, the storyline with him is that he was once a professional baseball player and he got hurt. He hurt his knee. And with professional sports, once you get, once you get injured, you know, you're, you're pretty much gone. Like Even if it's like a small injury, it'll eventually turn into a big one. And unfortunately for professional athletes, even to this day, especially to this day, um, getting hurt like that can actually be really, really easy and very uh, career damaging. And so he did that. He got hurt. But he was such a good baseball player that they decided to give him a coaching job. So, you know, that's fine. But he was also kind of a booze hound where he just drank a lot and he ended up messing up his career again. Um, and so he kind of became untrustworthy, unhirable, if you will, because of his alcoholism. And so once again, they decide, hey, you know what? We're going to give him another chance. So we're going to let you manage a team, but it's going to be the team of girls. And back then, you know, that was kind of a, considered a joke. Like I said, this is a gimmick. They 
like he did not want to play. I think Tom Hanks did a fantastic role. Like he did a fantastic job um, with this role. He did a great job. He really brought the character to life and kind of gave it his own spin. And that was just amazing. Um, but Jimmy didn't want to do that. Like he didn't want to manage girls. He wanted to manage baseball players. And back then women were not considered baseball players. But as the movie progresses, he kind of, he starts off and just not really caring like at all. He just goes there. He's already drunk when he gets there and he just kind of goes to sleep. He doesn't even watch the game. He doesn't even care to watch the game. Um, as the as as the movie progressive progresses, he starts to kind of really care about each one of them. Um, he care he cares more about the sport at first, and then eventually he kind of starts to slowly care about them. Um, yeah, when I was younger, I remember watching this movie when I was a kid, and I thought that perhaps maybe there was something going on between. Um, Tom Hanks and Gina Davis, or I should say um, Jimmy and Dottie, but Dottie is already married in the movie. She's married. She's basically, her husband's at war, so she's kind of just waiting for him to come back from war. And once once uh, he's back, she's pretty much done with baseball, which happens in the movie. She does, he does eventually come back, and she does eventually leave the sport. Um, but yeah, not a bad movie. Really, really, really good movie. Very interesting. It changed a lot of stuff. Um, not just the movie, but just in general. Like The actual event of women playing baseball was able to encourage other women to take on other things. Not only baseball, but other sports, other activities, other jobs, stuff like that. And I think that's a really important, important aspect to really think about in this with this film, is that it wasn't just about girls playing baseball. It was about girls or women doing something like showing that they can be just as good as men, if not better, which is always good. So a league of their own was actually filmed on location. Um, they filmed in uh, Wrigley stadium in Chicago, which if you're anything like me, I I love going to places to see where they shot movies. To me, I think it's incredibly interesting. It's really, really awesome stuff. Um, I've been to D.C. where I saw um, the Lincoln Memorial. And I kind of just went there just to, to see where Forrest reunited with Ginny in Forrest Gump. And so I got to see that. Um countless places in California, um, countless places in Hawaii where they filmed many, many movies. Um, there's actually a place on Oahu called uh, the Turtle Bay Resort, and that's where they primarily shot uh, the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And if you go there, you know, I like to go to the place and I like to have a walk around and point out things that I've noticed from the movies, things that I've didn't notice before or things that were different and if you go there you can ask them questions like if they know the answers they'll give you the answers if they don't know they'll tell you they don't know but they're very nice there they you know even if you're not staying there which i didn't stay there but <laughs> they were incredibly nice enough to answer the questions that i had so i was very happy for that 
um, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Fifty First Dates, stuff like that. I like I like doing that. Um, I actually know someone who is from Chicago, and she was able to not only not only visit Wrigley Stadium, but also to actually play on the field as well. And to me, that was just incredible. That was just amazing to me. And not only are you playing, not only are you visiting this place where this movie was made, but you're visiting a place that history was made. And not only that, but you're also playing a game where history was made. You're playing that game. You're playing baseball. And it's something that you're interested in. And a lot of a lot of women who play baseball, and I've saw this, I've I watched a few videos on YouTube, I've watched um, a few videos on, um, on YouTube and asked a few people, and they told me that the reason why they like baseball is because of the movie A League of Their Own. Like, granted, like I said, it is mostly fictionalized, but, you know, this movie clearly did make an impact on somebody, on, on people, and it's just incredibly interesting that you get to follow in their footsteps, like literally be where they, where they walked and where they played and where they hurt themselves or where they triumphed and all that good stuff. And I think that's just, it's just incredible. Like there's no word that I could use to, <laughs> to emphasize how amazing that is. And, you know, I, I that's something that I truly like to do. And I definitely would like to check that out. Um, go to Wrigley Stadium one day. I would like to go to New Zealand, check out where they shot Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And there's so many other places I'd love to go to that I haven't been to yet. But definitely interested in doing that as well. Uh, let's talk about the actors in this movie right now. Um, I talked about Tom Hanks, who whose career wasn't really destroyed by this movie. Um, not saying that this is a bad movie. Like I've been saying, this is a really good movie. But compared Tom Hanks to everyone else in this movie, he's really the only one that has like a legit career going on right now. Um, Gina Davis. Gina Davis was a great actor when I was a kid. Like I used to like. She had a, quite a few movies that I used to watch all the time, and she's a great actress. She's not doing much right now. Um, she was really good in A League of Their Own. She's not doing much right now. Uh, Lori Petty. For those of you who don't know, which I'm sure is probably a fair amount, but Lori Petty actually played Tank Girl in the movie Tank Girl. Um, Tank Girl is based off of a comic book, a very obscure comic book. And it was an interesting movie, but... Not a lot of people saw it. But again, she did a great job in A League of Their Own, but she's not too famous right now. Um, the last thing I saw her in was in a few episodes of Orange is the New Black. And she was really good in that movie, in that show. Like You can tell it's her. Like She has a very particular way of speaking. Um, yeah, you can tell it's her. But again, a good, a good actress, but she... These are people who aren't really famous anymore. Um, Madonna. Madonna is kind of famous 
still. But I think that's like she she has her own fan base. You know, Madonna is still famous as Madonna. She has her own fan base though. But she's not doing aside from I think touring here and there, aside from that, she doesn't do a whole lot. Uh Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell is fairly still kind of famous, but you know. So it's one of those movies where it's really good, but somehow the people who act in it are kind of just disappeared, you know? Um, I think another example of this would be Star Wars. Like, if you think about Star Wars, you know, it was a great movie, a great saga of movies, and yet majority of the cast don't really do a whole lot. Like, aside from Harrison Ford. Like, Harrison Ford seems to be the Tom Hanks of Star Wars. <laughs> or I should say Tom Hanks is the Harrison Ford of A League of Their Own. Um, I don't know. To me, it's kind of interesting. Like, you would think that a good movie, even if it's not fantastically good, like, this movie is not amazingly good, but it's still a good movie. But for some reason... Like, not too long after this, everyone else's careers just kind of started to plummet down a little bit. Whereas Tom Hanks is still climbing, man. Tom Hanks is still doing really good for himself. One of these days, I'll have to really uh, uh, dig deeper into it and make a, make a make an episode just for Tom Hanks. Definitely interested in that for sure. So I've said a few good things about this movie. Um... Let's talk about the downside. Um, there's a running joke in this movie. Uh, about maybe halfway through, the joke kind of gets over. But there's a running joke from the beginning to about halfway through the movie where there's one character. Her name is Marla Hooch. Marla Hooch. And from when we first meet her all the way up to, like I said, about midway through the movie we're kind of told that she is an unattractive person. Um, that's the joke is that she's unattractive. She's kind of homely. Um, she seems really quiet kind of to herself. Um, but that's the joke. And in reality, in reality, um, as a part of this baseball league, like back when they formed it in 1943, um, that was one of the things that they looked for. They didn't want girls that were unkempt or girls that were quote unquote unattractive, but they were looking for girls that were attractive, like girls who can not only play the sport, but look good doing it. Um, that was one of the things that they looked for. So if you were good at baseball, but unattractive, then, um, unfortunately you didn't get to play in the professional league um they did that because they also wanted to make more money by advertising things and selling things during the game um so that's what happened with that so that was a little unrealistic but as i said and another um bad point about this movie it, this is a highly fictionalized film so you know it happens and because it's a highly fictionalized show on movie, um, it's kind of hard to to point out what's real and what's not. Now, 
in this movie, um, Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell, you know, all, all these people play on the same team. It's called the Ruckford Peaches. And in reality, there was a team called the Ruckford Peaches. So that is definitely um, true, a true point that they got there. Um, they also had the re- the Racine Bells, another another team that they talked about in the in the movie. They also have another Bells. They have the Battle Creek Bells. They have the Muskegon Bells. Apparently, Bells is a really popular name. <laughs> um, they have the Milwaukee Chicks. Um, oh, another another Chicks. They have Grand Rapids Chicks. Um, Chicago Colleen's these are aside from the racing bells and the Rockford peaches these are other actual team names that they had back then and um, people who played against each other and you know I think that's really interesting so that that part they got right they got those two teams right and they kind of pit them against each other as well um, as for as for that final game, like the, the big the big game, I'm not sure how true that is. They, I couldn't really find anything online about who won or who lost. But either way, um, it's good that they did get some of it right. But majority of it, like I said, is heavily fi- fictionalized. With that, um, here are some fun facts about the movie. Um, whenever they were filming inside the the stadium, so like whenever they had a game or anything like that, they had a lot of extras in the stands. So what they would do is when the camera cameras weren't rolling, the actors and actresses would try to entertain the extras. And so they each did different things. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell being a comedian... She did some stand-up comedy for them. Um, Tom Hanks did a puppet show, which sounds really odd and extremely random, but at the same time sounds exactly like something that Tom Hanks would do. So there it is. Um, The only person who didn't do anything was Madonna. I'm not 100% sure as to why, but she just didn't do anything to entertain them. Uh, but some of the other actresses did dress up like Madonna and entertain the extras with her songs. So she was okay with them doing that, but not okay with doing it herself. To me, that's kind of odd, but it is what it is. Um, all of the injuries that you see during the film, um, there's actually a scene where you see this, one of the actresses has a huge, huge bruise on her thigh. And that's actually a real bruise. Um, it said she said that it took about a year for it to heal, and that's just crazy to me. But yeah, it's real injuries. It's what it's what pro- professional athletes have to deal with on somewhat of a daily basis. Um, some injuries and all that good stuff. Um, when I was a kid, I thought that Gina Davis and Lori Petty were dressed up in makeup, heavy makeup, and played the older versions of themselves. Um, 
the beginning of the movie starts off with an older Dottie returning to the um, to the baseball Hall of Fame because uh, the the baseball league, the all girls baseball league, is being indu- inducted into the baseball Hall of Fame, and it begins with that, and it also ends with that as well. Um, when I was a kid, I thought, okay, yeah, that, that is Gina Davis and that is Lori Petty. Everyone else is just old ladies. That's all I that's all I knew back then. I didn't realize that, no, they are different people. They are two totally different people. There are these two ladies who acted as the older versions of Dottie and Kit. But, but what happened was that Gina Davis and Lori Petty actually provided voiceover work. So although it's two different actresses, the voices are still Gina Davis and Laurie Petty. So what you hear are them, but what you see are two different ladies. So if you watch the movie again, definitely check that out. It's definitely interesting. It is a little bit of uh, playing games with your mind, but it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, one big fun fact that I found out fairly recently um gary um penny marshall the lady who directed this movie for those of you who don't know who penny marshall is imagine barbara streisand but unhappy that's that's penny marshall (laughs) so penny marshall directed this movie but she was also in hocus pocus if you watch the movie hocus pocus she is in the scene where uh, Bette Midler goes into this house and the husband is super inviting to let him let, let them in and the wife is just super irritated that they're there. That's that's Penny Marshall. The interesting thing about that scene though is that her husband is played by Gary Marshall. It's a little weird because Gary Marshall is her brother. But what's very what's even more interesting is that Gary Marshall also has makes an appearance in a league of their own. He plays um, one of the guys who stands to make money from the women playing baseball. Definitely interesting stuff. There's a whole bunch more because of this movie. Because this movie is kind of older, there's a whole bunch of other um, different fun facts that I found. But these ones I thought were probably one of the more interesting ones. Definitely fun stuff going on there. Um, just for kicks, one more for you. Um, Tom Hanks gained about 30 pounds for this role. He said that he ate a lot of uh, a lot of Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen ice cream, which will definitely get you to uh, 30 pounds heavier. Um, and Penny Marshall said she told Tom Hanks that she wanted him to continue to eat. She encouraged him to eat. But when it came to Rosie O'Donnell, she did not do that. She, <laughs> she wanted Tom Hanks to gain weight. She wanted Rosie O'Donnell to lose weight. Definitely interesting. With all that said, folks, thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, definitely come by and check out the Facebook page. I want to talk about movies. Let's let's talk, have a conversation going. Um, what are some things you liked? What are some things you didn't like? Things you agree on, things you don't agree on. Um, you know, let's get talking. Let's talk about this, folks. Um, usually with 
these episodes, I end it with a quote from the movie that I'm talking about. Um, with A League of Their Own, if you've ever seen it, there are a lot of quotable uh, lines from this movie. And it's hard to pick just one. You know, like, you're going to lose. You know, that's one that's very popular with a lot of people. Um, there's no crying in baseball is probably the biggest one, probably the most popular one. Um, I did recently just rewatch the movie, and I happened to find one that I think was really, really good, and I really liked it. And it was said, of course, by Tom Hanks. It's supposed to be hard. If it weren't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Thank you, movie lovers. Until next time.